The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Helen. I teach Year 1 and 2. Hi, I'm Rob. I teach in a small village school in Buckinghamshire, and I teach in Key Stage 2. And today we are exploring what maths we can teach with a folktale from China. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Big Man Drum. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 30th of September 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback gloriously illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon. And epic educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Rob here, and let's let's kick off our maths discussion at the lower end of the primary range, so ages four to seven. What maths did you find in the forest with Nightchin and the gorillas, Helen? I thought we'd start with quite a creative sort of maths lesson about how big a gorilla is, um, mm. because I was reading about gorillas, because they're not an animal I've ever really taught in my classes for no particular reason. So I was reading about gorillas and they sort of reach heights over a meter, their arms span over two meters. So I thought it would be a lovely opportunity to look at meters and measuring and get children to sort of have a picture in their head of just how big these incredible creatures are. So I think I'd introduce children to what a meter is first and get them to do a bit of work around. Are they taller or shorter than a meter? What can they find that's taller or shorter or longer or shorter than a meter? And then go out onto the playground with some chalk and some meter sticks and get the children to measure out. With younger children, I do more of an estimate. So, you know, two two metres-ish tall <laughs> and get them to measure out two metres and draw that and then maybe draw some giant, well, not giant. Oh, I've hit my chimes. <laughs> <laughs> you should always do that whenever you have a good idea. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so to get them to draw out, I said giant gorillas, but actually life-size gorillas yeah. on the playground with these measurements using metres and compare themselves to the size of also, they weigh between 100 and 270 kilograms, apparently, which is quite a lot. Goodness, yeah. Yeah, so get get your 100 bags of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Compare that to a weight of a gorilla. So I always like it when topics or stories include animals that children might not encounter in their day-to-day life. Yeah. <laughs> I like them to get an idea of the, the sheer size of these animals and how different they are to some of the animals we might encounter in where we are in England. As lovely as our animals are, they're not usually that big um, on the whole. No. So that would be the first little link. My next one is a very small idea, but there's a learning objective. Is that small just in comparison to gorillas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the principles of counting is um, all to do with abstraction. So being able to count abstract things, not just objects in front of you. Okay. So in the early years, we spend quite a lot of time counting claps and counting. You know, if I drop marbles into the children's class marble jar, I get them to close their eyes and count how many I've dropped in because mm. it's an important skill to be able to recognize that things other than concrete objects can be counted. I thought this was a great opportunity for doing that. 
because you know you get the children with drums you count out beats mm-hmm. <laughs> and first the teacher is counting beats and getting the children to count how many there are and then giving the children a drum not I wouldn't suggest giving every child in an early years class a drum at the same time <laughs> but get the children to then oh can you can you do five beats can you do ten and looking at actually is it the same number of beats if you beat more quickly or if you beat slowly and hmm. I thought it was a nice application of that abstraction counting principle. Yeah that leads nicely into discussions about the relationship between between numeracy and music, doesn't it? Yes. Especially the whole how many beats you can fit into a particular length of time. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, set, set the children sort of a five-second timer and see how many beats they can fit in. <laughs> <laughs> Again, getting them to realise that it's the same number of beats no matter how fast or slow it goes. Mm. Yeah, so that that's my gorilla-related maths for early years and Key Stage 1. Fantastic. Well, let's climb up the trees again. Uh, I need to come up with a new one now, don't I? Uh, Scramble up the mountain. Scramble up the mountain. Yes, Yes. grillers do live on mountains. Let's let's cross the rope bridge to the learning outcomes uh, for ages 7 to 11. Um, Where's your numeracy, Rob? My numeracy is not quite so much gorilla related, but... Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) Precious stone related. (sighs) <laughs> that changed your attitude, didn't it, Helen? Yes, precious <laughs> stones. Why have I not brought precious stones into my maths? I don't know. I usually do. <laughs> so first of all, when Chin found all of the jewels, he's like, whoa, this is going to be the biggest number that I've ever come across in terms of money. Yes. Mm. So just set the children a challenge of, okay, well, can we create the biggest number? So really thinking about the place value that mm. would be needed to show all the different parts of a billion, for example. Mm. And there's an image that you can see on the internet and it's like uh, a million seconds is two days or something, but a billion seconds is 30 days or something. So the difference between a million and a billion, especially with older children as well, if they're interested in sports, then they will hear amounts of money that are set for football players, for example, Mm. which Mm. are (laughs) ludicrous. And it's become the norm. This player is worth yeah, millions, only millions. £37 million. Pounds. Only. <laughs> what? <laughs> only? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just have a look. How big is a number? And then mm. if you're using your place value, you go through, well, this is the thousands, this is the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. So I'd kind of use this as like a, an extension activity mm. on any place value that I was doing. Mm. The second part was to do with money and finance and bank accounts. In the story at the beginning, it says he didn't have a bank account because they hadn't been invented then. Indeed, they hadn't. And I did research that. So <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> but just to introduce children to the idea of looking after your money and mm. savings and do you need to have savings? All of this kind of thing. So it's it's not necessarily on the curriculum, but it is a kind of match. It should be on the curriculum. I was going to say, it's not on the curriculum, but it's useful. Yeah, mm. yeah. To work out how much money you need each week to survive. Yeah. Especially at the moment with interest rates going crazy and energy mm. prices and food prices and everything else. Well, to it. start making the future generations aware of how to look after their money will help them 
no end. Absolutely, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I wanted that to be there at the start of the mm-hmm. story to encourage discussions about how you would look after money and maybe the value in in bank accounts, investing in things as well. Because you know, for one jewel to be worth so much, you've then got the fact that well, that jewel is going to go up in value over time. Whereas if you were to keep a, a coin, for instance, that maybe wouldn't hold its value quite so well. Yeah, yeah. I know the Metro Bank will come in and talk to the upper end of Key Stage 2 about money. And I'd mm-hmm. imagine that other banks will do that as well. Do Metro Bank do that for free? I don't know if it's for free, but they I've definitely been in sessions with them. Hmm. I mean, if there are any bank managers or relations of bank managers listening, I think this, this is a vital service, really, yeah. for the entire economy. So, yeah, we should definitely have this being something that banks are providing. Helen, did you want to throw in something there? Oh, well, it, it's just going back to the million and billion discussion just because i was interested i've looked it up if if anyone's interested oh okay um, a million seconds is 12 days uh-huh a billion seconds is 31 years a trillion Whoa. seconds is a trillion seconds is 31,688 years according to this that i've googled so that i can't verify is, the source that is rather bigger than the difference between three yeah. days and 30 days <laughs> yeah. that's crazy yeah i was interested so i just looked it up so, mind yeah. you is, is it an american billion or an english billion oh is there a difference yeah yeah i think uh, an english billion is a thousand million whereas an american billion oh. is a million million or maybe it's the other way around. Now I said that out loud, I think it is the other way around. I think um, a British billion is a million million and uh, an American billion is a thousand million. So it would make a difference, wouldn't it? I'm, so, I yeah, it would make a difference. can't do the math in my head. Um, I wish I could. Uh. <laughs> it could be the difference between 27 days and uh, yeah. however many years it was. Yeah. Either way, it's big numbers. Yes, yeah, yeah, huge numbers. <laughs> You had one more for ages 7 to 11, Rob? Yes, I was going to say about the different shapes. So if you had your different jewels, different examples of jewels, and they all looked slightly different. Hmm. So you could say, for example, an emerald could be a cube, a sapphire could be a square-based pyramid, things like that. They could also have different weights. So you could Hmm. really start to think about the different properties that each have and how you could characterise them and separate them if you needed to. Yeah, we we don't have enough geometry in these podcasts, I think. (laughs) No, we don't. That's a good link. Very good indeed. Uh, And that's it. That's all of my angles extinguished. (laughs) Very sharp. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Nai-Chin and the gorillas will help us teach science. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. soon.